Welcome to the Conditional Release Program, a podcast that delves into the netherworld of cults, crims and con artists. We don't like these people in the shows. We believe the best way to expose them is to hold them up to a harsh light, point our index fingers in their general direction and mock them mercilessly, take them down a peg or two until they cease to exist in any other form than the shit on our shoes. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes. And I'm Joel Hill, and in today's Conditional Release Program, Craig Crackers Kelly has been appointed to a parliamentary committee investigating social media after he's been banned from Facebook and various platforms for spreading misinformation. Mm. Something about lunatics and asylums maybe going on here? I mean, mm. come on. Uh, for fuck's sake. So we ask also, uh, has QAnon finally fallen apart? I mean, it's, it's a matter of fucking time, right? And is the freedom movement finally splintering into tiny little bits under the weight of their own stupidity? And we'll have all your favourite segments, including a special, which Black Bill Fuckwit said that, with even more confusing clues to baffle Joel, and another week in Pete Evans, where the thesaurus has simply run out of synonyms for huge. It couldn't be huger. <laughs> I just say huge. <laughs> but before we start, we'd like to send our love and heartfelt thanks to our new patrons, Andrew, Beej and Jerry, or BJ, I don't know, you can be both if you like. Thanks yeah. for coming on board. Whatever you like. And a big yeah. thank you to them. And our thanks to all our patrons, the little people who make it all possible. Yeah. And now we have to get underway in the normal way. The standard conditional release program way with all the news that is the news from the fringes in the conditional release program's weekly news. On Friday morning, Australian Eastern Daylight Time, an explosive device was detonated at a primary school in Limassol, a city of 100,000 people on the south coast of Cyprus. According to Cypriot police, the device was planted by anti-vaxxers. And a second explosive device was located on the scene by the police, which failed to detonate. The explosion occurred at 1.30am in the morning, local time. And from uh, the on-site examinations of bomb disposal experts, the device was found to be an improvised pipe bomb placed at the entrance of a classroom near the main entrance. And no one was injured in the attack, obviously, given the time. Timing, yeah, yeah. From further examinations in the area, that second explosive device was identified and uh, and uh, detonated or did not explode. The blast damaged the door, windows and equipment of the hall, as well as the windows of the Church of St. Barbara, which is located opposite the school. That's the nice. attack has occurred during a papal visit with Pope Francis I touring Cyprus and Greece over the next three weeks. Mm-hmm. He was actually in town, not in that town. He was on the island when the, when the explosion took place. Seems like a very bad idea to blow something up when the Pope's in town. It just feels like the cops are going to get extra upset with you. Yeah, well, Yes, they're certainly going to ramp up that security. Uh, Cyprus, uh, the third largest island in the Mediterranean, is a republic, but has been rent in two for more than half a century with an unrecognised Turkish-backed administration laying claim to government in the western part of the island. Mm. Its location, close to Syria, has seen an explosion of refugees finding their way to the island en route to Europe. Mm. Now, these preconditions, lack of stable government, lack of public confidence uh, by the island's population, and a refugee crisis are the sort of preconditions for a lot of pilled people behaving very badly. Oh, they love it. Uh, The day before the bombing, an explosive device was found outside the offices of the Ministry of Education in Limassol. Earlier last week, a fire broke out at a primary school in in the Cyprus capital of Nicosia. 
Again, the arson was conducted by an anti-vaxxer. Yep. The arsonist sprayed, spray-painted the entrance, hands off our children, traitors. Yep. And there's some language you'll become used to in Australia, Joe. They read off a script. They, they all say the same shit, all of them. They call yeah, us sheep, indeed. but they all say the same fucking things. And I think the point, you know, you wanted to make was that, you know, while this while this bomb attack was it was clearly scheduled to occur while yeah. kids weren't there, <laughs> the people who are making these uh, bombs, one of them didn't go off, are hardly, uh, you know, sort of, you know, basically army-grade specialists. No, I mean, these things can idiots. go off at any time. Yeah. So extremely dangerous. But, yeah, but, exactly. Hands off our children, you complete morons. Uh, don't oh, blow yeah. up schools. Just don't yeah. do it. Hands off our children or we'll blow up a school, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Such a you know, Taliban vibe. I mean, that's that's exactly the sort of logic that's that's in play here with these yeah, groups. Idiots. And in other news, one lunatic wants to take a damned hard look at the social media asylum jail. Oh, man. This is one of those moments where you realise the federal government is trolling you. Like, that's not... <laughs> one of the things the federal government's meant to do. People don't put shit posting for lols and owning lefties <laughs> on social in their fucking campaign material. It's not a platform. But it appears that's the fucking policy guidance we're seeing from the idiots running the government. It's mm. just infuriating. So Craig fucking Kelly, Crackers. of all people, was appointed to a parliamentary social media inquiry committee. Mm. So the Guardian reported that the appointment raised eyebrows among other members of the committee. And I'm sure it did. Who yeah. the fuck was behind this this was a move purely designed to get under people's skin it like is the government being run by 12 year olds they found on 4chan i mean that's what this seems like that is what this is so it must be said that apparently the crossbench decides which of its members are put into these committees and it was not the government that put him there but i looked at the crossbench just for a bit of a reminder of who's sitting there like most of them are pretty reasonable people bob Catter is the massive exception into that but i think he's still figuring out what facebook is let's face it like he doesn't have a smartphone he's like facebook how how, how do i put those images of crocodiles mauling people up you know I, I don't know how to do that exactly no. exactly so the whole thing just stinks it's just a bizarre play sean mccarliffe who is a national treasure tweeted that maybe it was like you know courting a preference deal at the next election and look that that seems plausible you know suck up to the idiot and hopefully you know you get a you get a you get a cookie but like as if they're going to put labor before the liberals anyway the preference deal with kelly and the uap and we might discuss this a bit later in the in anti-vax yeah, update, it's hot topic. Has, it's been a bit of a hot topic at the protest and kelly insisting that people do not believe the preference lies being spread about the uap and making this big deal about preferencing Liberal Democrats. But at the end of the day, what really matters in situations like this is which major party you tell people to put last. And people at the protest literally do not understand preferential voting. So just saying we're preferencing Liberal Democrats, that should shut them up. But the rabble just love to rouse because they're idiots. So if you don't want to preference a major party with your vote, good luck with that. Vote informal. You probably will. Let's face it. Some dope on Telegram is going to tell you to vote for Pete Evans as a writing candidate or just scribble, I do not consent on the paper because that'll instantly dissolve parliament and then, you know, Ricardo Bosi will be president for life or some shit. Like, I mean... You don't that's, vote because you're fucking idiots. That's the way they're saying it. Yep. It's so, lo- and that was all happening with the Trump and the mail in ballots, and it's happened anyway. So, Craig Kelly, who basically destroyed a fairly reasonable career as a Liberal MP, just a bit of a sort of nobody from Hughes, to just shit post. He's now the poster child for anti vaxxers and the leader of the UAP. It's a career move. I'm not sure if it's a good or a bad one. It's a career move. Yeah, well, when we get to preferences, preferencing, you know who the UAP is going to preference? Whatever fucking Clive Palmer tells them to preference. Absolutely. And it's going to be the Liberals. Imagine, like, do these people actually want Labor? Like, really? 
come on, guys. Like, think. Think with your brains. Think with... Actually, no, I'm, I'm asking too much. Mm-hmm. So his dogmatic belief in the efficacy of ivermectin was the thing that really did this. And keen listeners and fringe watchers will remember it all too well, posting all those shoddy memes of the dodgy studies, making outrageous claims about vaccine efficacy. He just got pilled. Basically, he's not a smart guy. No, no, he was he, on the hydroxychloroquine early days. He was, too. yeah, mm. yeah. He's, you know, he's just. He's just parroting nonsense because he's just, someone got his ear, I suppose. So the entire inquiry just seems to be pandering to anti-vaxxers, let's face it, and the sort of general right-wing extremists who are really dirty about getting banned from mainstream social media platforms, like Monica Smith, who was saying, oh, I don't need Facebook. We don't need Facebook. Yeah, I need Facebook. Defiantly rebelling against a social media monolith and then crying about it when you get banned. I do Aww. need Facebook. I do. Oh, my God. Our, our engagement numbers have gone down so much. I never thought that was going to happen. I thought they just liked us. No, Look accessible. at my cat pics now. <laughs> God, I wish she would. If she was a cat picture person, I'd subscribe to her shit. Well, I already do subscribe to her shit. Anyway, they love to yes, arc up do. and say how they don't need social media. But these networks like Facebook and Twitter made these people who they are. And losing that costs them dearly. And they get very upset, which is a rational response. But they don't do it in a nice and sort of reasonable kind of way. They kick and scream and, you know, well, Monica's been. Yes. So Scott Morrison tips his hats to these idiots and makes bullshit policy like this online trolling propositions happen recently. It's laughably stupid. Basically what it does is it means that people can request to Facebook or Twitter or any social platform uh, over, you know, 250,000 members, which is anyone that you can really name, to find out the details of someone. Not for prosecution, but for defamation proceedings. Mm. So if you threaten someone, that's actually fine. It's only if you hurt their feelings. That is just textbook Liberal Party approach. Well, the bill didn't uh, uh, see the light of day and probably won't. It's been no. sent off a committee. And, and that's where that, well, it's actually been sent off to a Senate committee. But, but no, it's gone also, to a farm up north. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot far, far away. That we, it's mm-hmm. just too far away to, to visit. You know, It goes to another school. It's gone to a good farm and it's, and it's been a really, really lovely place. No, yeah. So that whole thing is just nonsense because it, it basically requires uh, the. Uh, the social media companies to comply, who have already told uh, governments around the world, including this one, yeah, we're really not going to listen to you guys very much. Yeah. And if you don't like it, we'll shut you down again. Yeah, we'll just tell uh, you, you remember, off, that, remember that time, Scott, when we shut you down on yeah. Facebook? Uh, yeah. Please don't yeah. do that again. Oh, 100%. And, like, look, in reality, it's only the wealthy that can afford to launch a yeah, defamation action. Right. Exactly that's right. who this is for. These narcissistic gumboots on the front bench of the Liberal Party to sue people on Twitter for hurting their feelings. And the kicker of this whole thing is that it's actually subject to consent. So if you get a love letter from Facebook saying someone wants to know your details to, you know, sue you into the ground, you just say no. And then the aggrieved <laughs> okay. potato or party, uh, yeah, that was a slip. They can then seek a court order. But that's a bit of a fu- oh, Come on. So that's basically just the way they make up for their bruised egos. This is a- oh, this Joel, is another lawyer's picnic. By the little party, for the little party. It honestly is. Look at the way they do this. They sue Anyone they want for defamation, I'm waiting for my love letter in the mail. Come on. The Liberals have suggested some kind of legal aid type program for this as well, just because that's such an obvious criticism of this stupid idea where the aggrieved social media users can have their legal fees covered by some kind of system that underpins this bizarre policy. That's usually the crown through the police. But this isn't about criminal threats, which are kind of what we need to be focusing on right now. But we know that Scotty doesn't hold a hose for those. He doesn't give a fuck. He only cares about meanie lefties. (laughs) So who decides who gets legal help for their defamation claims? I wonder, considering what partisan 
fucks these people are and what a bloody bucket of cash they think the government is, how apolitical could this possibly be? It's just going to be a complete fuck up if it gets anywhere near implementation. Yeah, look, the whole idea of this is intensely political. So they intensely political. Say, okay, we're, we're, we've, we've lost steam, we've lost momentum, we've lost direction, we've <laughs> virtually lost control of the parliament. Yeah. So what do we want to do? Trolls. Let's let's yeah. put up something about trolls that will never go anywhere. That yeah. will never become law. Uh, and, but everyone hates trolls, right? Everyone That's right. Hates trolls. So That's right. we'll at least get some support from certain sections of the media. We won't yeah. say who, but we'll get some support. We'll get some good mail. We'll get some good positive feedback on that. You know, while there's all this sort of chaos and rubble is around us in, yep. in the parliament. Right? That's it. And look, if it gets up, I guess they get to sue a bunch of people they don't like. Win-win, right? So <laughs> apparently the committee Kelly's on is being headed by a Liberal MP, Lucy Wicks, and he's due to report back in February. I am sure this will be a great report that's going to do heaps of stuff. I mean, really, this is so pointless. Unless Kelly's appointment to this inquiry is simply to ask him directly what the problem is with social media, because he's actually the problem. So he can explain <laughs> it really well. He's like, oh, okay, what's, what, so what are your thoughts on social media? Just take notes. This is what we should do. This is what we shouldn't do. Does this make you angry, Craig? Good. Yes, that's the one. But basically, the funny thing about this, and this is the irony, I've quite enjoyed this. One of the reasons for establishing the inquiry is that trolls shouldn't be able to remain anonymous. And yet, the person who appointed Craig Kelly to this board, which is a fucking elaborate troll, is remaining anonymous. And like, I just, <laughs> I don't, I just, I just don't know if that's funny or sad at this point. I just like this government just continually jumps the shark. Yeah, it's yeah, very it's, frustrating. It's Fonzie, it's Fonzie on a motorbike about to go over the ramp. Yeah, absolutely. I just hope they fall into the fucking bucket. So let's move away from that. Let's move over yes. the pond. Let's move past the bucket where, where the Fonzie comes from. And in the US, the Stop the Steel Brigade are in a bit of a Bother, spot yes, oh, no. Joel, the Trumpsters' fallen allies, like so much filthy crust of detritus, <laughs> are, are receiving that wonderful word, comeuppance, mm. for their ridiculous support of the former POTUS's paranoid delusions of electoral fraud. Be careful who you fuck, A guys. federal judge on Thursday ordered Sydney Powell, Lynn Wood, and seven other attorneys to pay thousands of dollars in attorneys' fees to Michigan officials and the city of Detroit as a result of the lawyer's attempt to overturn the 2020 presidential election results in the state. Good the luck getting that money. fell over uh, late last year, or perhaps early... Yeah. Perhaps early, very early this this year. U.S. District Judge Linda Parker sanctioned the legal team in August for their 2020 lawsuit in Michigan. Basically, she'd handed down a decision and then she more broadly came in with her reasons in August. Uh, <clears throat> the judge dismissed the lawsuit last December, calling the attempt, and I quote, a historic and profound abuse of the judicial process. That was uh, just this past uh, winter. Yeah, that's strong words from a judge. The nine attorneys became known as the Kraken Lawyers Ugh, in yeah. 2020 after Powell compared their efforts to releasing the Kraken. How dumb. The judge ordered Powell, Wood et al. to attend at least 12 hours of continuing legal training <laughs> on the topics of election law and pleading standards. That's very funny. And Parker also referred the lawyers to licensing disciplinary boards. And look, I just want to grab the moment um, on uh, talking about Lynn Wood here that Kyle Rittenhouse did that interview uh, yes. with 
was it Tucker Carlson? I think yeah. where he basically said that Linwood was just completely insane. And one of the reasons why he fired him, yeah, lunatic, yeah. And like there was like two million dollars in bail money, and Linwood tried to sign for it and just take <laughs> the bail money. <laughs> it's so, so Rittenhouse is, is fairly pilled himself, of course. Well, you know, yeah. this is this is the great thing about this. So the, all these pilled lunatics are actually looking looking now at Wood and going. He's really crazy, you know. Yeah, like, this is too far, too far. <laughs> it's very funny. Look, <laughs> yeah, you know, I thought he was okay at first, but it just turns out he's a lunatic. Yeah. Now, look, it's just the beginning because the big lawsuits from the voting machine companies, Dominion and Smartmatic, are headed for trial Ooh, soon. Fuck. And it doesn't look like either company is keen to settle. Ooh. Powell, Wood, and good old Rudy Giuliani, as well as drug fuck pillow guy Mike Powell, are facing multi-billion dollar compensation claims. Mm. And under that kind of pressure, the Kraken releases are scrapping and bickering with Lynn Wood turning his back on QAnon job. Yep. He still likes QAnon, you know. Broadly, in philosophical terms, you know, he's all for it. But he doesn't like Major General, who promoted himself to General Mike Flynn anymore. He thinks uh, Mike Flynn is a deep statist. Yeah, and, I've been seeing that unrest sort of flapping uh, around the it's wind. It's just fantastic to watch it is pretty funny. scrap. And the aforementioned Kyle Rittenhouse is shit-canning wood, and it's immensely pleasurable pile on of allegation and counter-allegation taking place all over the place. Yeah, it is really funny. There's so much to it too. We only yeah, scrape, it's just scratch so the surface. Weird. It's so weird. There's lots to read about it. We'll pop up a few things that we think uh, you should be having a look at, but it's really just a massive shit fight. Yeah. Um, everyone seems to think Wood is weird with a Christ-like complex. Well, Sydney Powell is sitting at home in Dallas, Texas, wondering if she'll ha- still have her home come yeah. Christmas 22. Hint. She won't. No, no, she won't. She really Flint won't. Flint now says QAnon is absolute nonsense, Ooh. quote, unquote, mm. despite being filmed with his family singing its praises just nine months ago. Yeah. Lynn Wood now thinks the Stop the Steel rallies are deep, still word, deep state interference. And Bizarre. everyone is getting wobbly. Panic is in the air and the shit is about to hit the fan. About time. Where you go one, you go all. It's called come up and you fuckers and here it comes. And the conditional release program is proudly brought to you today by the Australian Federal Parliament. A safe yeah. working environment for all, despite what Kate Jenkins' report says that 37 percent of respondents in parliamentary workplaces had experienced bullying and 33% of people had personal experience of sexual harassment with 1% experiencing an actual or attempted sexual assault amid a culture of silence and a complaints mechanism that will be left to an unaccountable inquisition conducted by the Prime Minister's office, which will ultimately lead nowhere. Yeah, the complaints department is a trash can in the corner. The Australian Federal Parliament. Can you wear a skirt above the knee and would it kill you to wear high heels around the place? And you should smile more. You should definitely smile more. I think one of the first things it says within the Constitution is all laws within all... within... And with the sound of the calm, rational, always-talking horse sense... Phanos Paniides ringing in our ears. Bless. We all know it is time for the segment of the program which asks the important question, which Black Bill Fuckwit said that. 
And if you're successful today, Joel, you'll be invited to join the crossbenchers in the new Senate as of July 1, 2022, where you'll sit beside Pauline Hanson, Malcolm Roberts, maybe, Craig Kelly, fingers crossed, and never, ever have to worry about being bullied, doxxed, or sexually harassed. Yeah. You could enjoy the balance of power and hold the government to ransom or be dog-whistled by the small army of misogynists who populate the place. Don't get drunk and fall asleep in your office, Joel. That's the best advice I can give you at this point. (laughs) God. Oh, they're so bad. Here we go. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's Here's a quote. I will no longer refer to Michael Flynn as general. Flynn is, the, is only the general of the deep state. Sad but true. That is my opinion. Based on facts, you should draw your own conclusions. Based on facts, not emotions. I tell you what, I'm going to draw my conclusions from the news article you just did where you told me who said this, which I love you for. Thank uh, you, you just, so much. You just wait for the options. So, was it? She's 175000 lighter in the pocket since a federal judge ordered her to pay the legal fees of Michigan electoral officials. But believe it or not, that's a good day compared to what's coming for her. Sydney Power. Nothing can stop what's coming, Sydney. Nothing can stop what's coming. Or was it? It's not a Nazi penny wears. It's a Hungarian fascist and anti-Semitic organisation. Let's be uh, clear about that. Different, Donald different. Trump's deputy assistant for strategy. Not a Nazi. No. More of a Hungarian Nazi, which is, you know, not quite the same thing. Sebastian Gorka. It's like a Nazi, except it's got paprika and it's got salami. <laughs> That's the difference. <laughs> Or was it failed attorney becoming more and more saintly by the day? Is he Jesus? He might be. He thinks he is, which is a pretty damn good start. Lynn Wood. Or was it Colorado's own, and you bet they're embarrassed about it, the woman who claimed this week that schools didn't shut because of cancer deaths in the US. So why should they shut for COVID? Hint, you fucking idiot. Cancer is not an infectious disease. Marjorie Taylor Green. Marjorie Taylor Green went through the cancer statistics, death by cancer, and came up with a sort of two million figure, which may or may not be right. I'm not sure. I didn't check. But she's likened it to COVID, which is, you know, cancer is not infectious. If someone has cancer and sit next sits next to you, you're not going to get cancer. Yes, but there is moron. one thing that the, the difference though. Michael Douglas would have a bit of an issue with this because apparently he got throat cancer by cunnilingus. cunnilingus. Um, so you know, maybe we should ban that in schools as well. I don't know. Just saying. Cunniling- no, he got he got it from repeated acts of cunnilingus. I think you're fine, Joe. Yes, which I think we should probably ban in schools. It yeah, makes well, sense. Yeah, it it makes sense to do this. Certainly in primary schools. Yes. I'm just trying to help. Well, yes, certainly. <laughs> Look, it's Linwood. You said it before. Yes, it is. Linwood. Yes, I did give it a bit of a did give it away a little bit with the previous report. So yes, we are seeing some of uh, America's craziest turn even crazier. But yeah, it was Linwood who is now very very close to Michael Flynn, uh, and he won't call him general anymore. You know, that's it. That's very sad. Because he's a general of the deep state. Ooh. And that sort of stuff's going to hurt Michael Flynn. Yeah, well, He might even see. have to promote himself to field marshal. He'd be so unhappy. <laughs> Fucking clown. All right, question two. Well done. You're well on the way to the crossbenches and sitting next to crackers. But did you tell me the answer to this one? Because I don't know. This might be hard. It seems evident Australia is ground zero in oh. the global move towards tyranny. Interesting. Was it restorer of Russian pride, aiming a hypersonic missile at a city near you, Vladimir Putin? Mm. Was it leader of Poland's Law and Justice Party? Not a Nazi, 
but a nationalist living in the one place on earth that stands as a monument against Nazism. But that was then, this is now. Jaroslaw Kaczynski? Mm. Or was it, is he really a mate of Biden? And do the contents of the Biden lad's computer actually oh, show him asking yeah. Hunter to pull a few strings on his behalf? Tucker Carlson! Yeah, that was Ooh, an interesting one. That's, one. that's another that. story bubbling away there. Yeah. So was it uh, Tucker? Or was it, can you send me a few bucks? I'm a bit strapped until payday, Monica Smith. Mate, just go to jail again. Just go to jail. <laughs> so I'm thinking, my logic is, is you just want me to try and pronounce this name. So <laughs> Jaroslav, Jaroslav Kaczynski. Kaczynski? Mm-hmm. Is that the one? Oh. No, it's not. No. Oh, was it Tucker? Oh, very, very poor. Very, very poor. Crackers has just moved to the seat, uh, you know, one one further away from you. Musical chairs, except the yeah. music is we're not going to no, take it. No, it was in fact Monica sister. Smith. What? Isn't she just a patriot, you know? What a pointless Just quote. sledging Australia to yeah. a, an overseas audience that really doesn't care very much, but doing no. it all the same. We'll discuss that later. But basically, one thing that she did do is appeal with someone uh, who casually said that Australia is an enemy state and that they're trying to influence it from within, trying to convince the international community to put sanctions on our country. Yeah. I don't know. Is that is that Yeah, I don't know. Light it's, got, it's got to be some form of sedition charge involved there. It's not good. Anyway, it's not good. I don't I don't I honestly don't think we use the sedition laws often enough. No, apparently maybe it's, maybe it's a good place to start. Anyway, so question three. We can still get you in there. Can still yeah, still get you in that I'm big red confident. seat with all that money and expenses, but you just have to sit next to crackers. Yeah. Um, and here's here's the clue. It's very it short. can't smell good. Masking children is child abuse. Ugh, everyone. Was it Nora of Ivermectin farting for Clive Palmer, farting for a better Australia, <laughs> Craig Kelly? <laughs> he would. He would fart a lot. I don't want to sit next to him. I don't want this anymore. Or was it he's a politician from Lebanon? No, not that Lebanon. But in terms of good governance, he'd fit right in there, representing the 102nd legislative district in the Pennsylvania House of Representatives. He's a Republican, so he's bound to make plenty of sense. Oh, yeah. Russ Diamond. Oh. Or was it the previously mentioned excitable Fox News mouthpiece? Is he vaccinated or isn't he? That's for him to know and you to find out, Tucker Carlson. He is. He absolutely is. It's policy. He is. Or was it working on a panel appointed by Florida Governor Governor Ron DeSantis? So you know it's fair income. <laughs> Political psychiatrist. You'd have to be mad to see him, Dr. Mark McDonald. Uh, I think if this is bullshit, there's no all, the, all, all of the above. I mean, like, they, they definitely all said this at some point, but- because you're making me choose, I'm going to go with the latter, Mark McDonald. You, you're actually right twice. <sighs> so I think that actually gets you into the Senate. Yes, in fact, they hey, all have said they've this. They've all said it. Of course they, they have. They've all said this of at, at one time or another, that masking children is child abuse. A lot of people have said it, actually. That the Irish government commissioned a report that said that uh, children would become sullen, you know. Sort oh, of, fuck off. You know, uh, pinball wizard types from Tommy, uh, you know, blind, <laughs> deaf and dumb uh, because they weren't able to basically facially express themselves. Okay. I've heard so much bullshit in all my life. And, yeah. of course, that's where you get the intervention of clinical psychiatrists who's just 
furrowing his brow about what's to be done about the kids. Mark McDonald Carson I mean, said it. Russ Diamond said it only because I put uh, put masking children is a child abuse into Google and his name <laughs> popped up. And of course, uh, Crackers, oh, he loves it. He loves he loves talking about child abuse. Oh, and course. we won't really go into why that might there might be a hint of irony about all of that. Oh, yeah. We'll leave that with the courts, I think, Joel. Yes. Now we ask listeners to send us an email if they've come across something really, really stupid said by Black Bill Fuckwits. We want your input, listeners. If you've recently come across something posted that is so odd, so bizarre, that it can only be appreciated by the criminally stupid, drop us a line. Yep. And we will send you a stubby old, or Joel certainly will, yes, and some assorted TCRP <laughs> tatter if you make our lives easier and send a me a quote that we can use on the program. Yep, bury it. And we remind listeners the conditional release program stubby holder is the only stubby holder clinically proven to keep drinks cold. The conditional release program stubby holder has never sexually harassed parliamentary workers. Never. It never abuses power or bullies people, but it will engage in allegedly abusive sexual relationships where it holds a dominant position and a power imbalance while adopting family values and being opposed to gay marriage because the sanctity of Christian marriage between a man and a woman, the way God planned it, must be observed or something. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. The conditional release program, Stubby Holder, is there anything it can't do? So if you want one without having to pay wellness prices for it, drop us a line, mark to the attention of me, that's Jack, at our email address, theconditionalreleaseprogram at gmail.com. That's the one. And we kick off our anti-vaxxer update segment with a look at Omicron. Or uh, is it the 15th letter from the, from the Gallic alphabet? Omicron. Uh, Omicron has now been detected in 38 countries, including Australia. The world is still waiting on the data. With early calls that Omicron may spell the end of COVID-19 a little premature. Uh, the uh, Daily Telly ran a headline on Monday, a front page on Monday, which uh, seems to point Omicron as a manna from heaven variant. A bit early for that, guys. Look. I just want to say, if we run out of letters in this whole Greek alphabet thing, which I thought was a weird choice from the start, we need to start doing the naming convention by the Fast and Furious movies. So it's like, you know, Too Fast, Too Furious, and then the Fast and the Furious are, you know, like, just do that. And then, yeah. you know, because like, there's heaps of that. I'm all for it. We'll be Look, going for um, there is uh, a, a lot of data pouring in from South Africa. In, in the Gautung province, R, or reproduction rate value, was well below one in September when Delta was the predominant variant and cases were falling. That's the case pretty much anywhere around the world with Delta. You've got a reproduction rate of about one. <laughs> but the data now is suggesting that Omicron has the potential to spread much faster and infect vastly more people than Delta, according to Tom Venceliers, an evolutionary biologist at the Catholic University of Louisville in Belgium. Mm. And based on the rise of COVID-19 cases and on sequencing data, Wensleyers estimates that Omicron can infect three to six times as many people as Delta over the same period. And that's a huge advantage for the virus, he said, but not for us. So that sounds very, very grim. But the World Health Organization reported on Saturday for December uh, that no deaths were attributable to Omicron as yet. No deaths. That's interesting. Huge rise in infections, no deaths as yet. So we wait with the best advice being get vaxxed and then get boosted. Yeah, duh. And to to those stats now, in Australia, we are at 93% single dose, 88% fully vaxxed across the country. Every state is in the high 80 single dose with the states of concern, minor concern being WA, South Australia, 
to an extent, and those idiots north of the Tweed in Queensland, we only call them idiots because one of our listeners demands that we sledge Queenslanders at least that's once right. every week. That's right, that's right, Glenn, this is for you. You guys no, you, are Glenn. holding yeah. us back. He is one of those idiots, by the way. I think he's a Rockhampton boy, which would <laughs> makes him doubly stupid. He's a patron, but he's paying us in Queensland dollars, which are like, what, like pennies <laughs> on the pound? Yes, it's, it's, it's like, you know, American Civil War money, it's Confederate kind of money. Ashtrays uh, uh, look, uh, uh, they are slowing down a touch there, the double vax rate, but uh, no doubt some are being pilled by anti-vaxxers and, and anti-mandate fuckwits. But yeah. overall, it's looking pretty good. Yeah. Could be faster, but yeah. Queensland and WA should hit 90 fully vaxxed late January 22. And it's just another beautiful reminder that there's so few of these people electorally and they are going to get absolutely embarrassed at the polls. I mean, come on. But I must say... It's pretty good. I mean, look, the vaccination rates are very, very good. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, and, and, and when we talk about Omicron data, what we won't know for a very long time is just how infectious it might be yeah. and how lethal, deadly it might be in an environment where you do have 90% fully vaxxed, 90% plus fully vaxxed. Yeah. And that's, you know, which Australia is almost a standalone country in that respect. Yeah, we're, kicking it, we're absolutely killing it. And one of the things with Omicron is that, like, basically, you've got all these journalists who are trying to fill space and they're maybe commenting and things like that. But most of the commentary I've seen has come from anti-vaxxers who are just making shit up and trying to drum up fear there's going to be more lockdowns and things like that. And mm-hmm. honestly, if we get more lockdowns as a result of this, this variant due to some confected idea of it being more transmissible and therefore more of a problem, look, maybe I'll go to one of your dumb marches. But at this yeah, point, all I you're doing is drumming up fear in the punters because mm-hmm. that's how your paychecks are signed. Because if you don't make people terrified of the government, they're going to stop giving you money and you'll go fund this. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. Too. Look, I, I, might, I might accept a, a couple of temporary border closures. I oh. won't accept lockdowns, not with 90% plus. It's just, you know, nah, like it's you, just not you, happening, man. You, you, you just behave with a bit of care. That's, that's it. all. We've had this you process. Get yourself vaccinated. Wear a mask if you feel like you're in a high risk category, particularly wear a mask. Then totally know, these things straightforward. And we, 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 we're preaching the converted here. Yeah. Um, but we yeah. do not want any more lockdowns. Meanwhile, Joel. Yes. Take us to the movement. What's going on there? I get the feeling things are starting to slip a bit. It's been an interesting one. We've got yet another fucking protest because, you know, it was a day that ended in Y. I mean, it's just boring. It was boring last week. I was bored the week before. It's so boring. We just sort of have to cover it because I think you guys care. I don't even know. So, look, once again, it has been said that it felt a lot like a UAP rally and not really a protest with Craig Kelly speaking to the crowd in Melbourne on yet another fairly well-funded stage and setup. Oh, who paid for that? Clive fucking Palmer clearly did. Apparently he's paying for access. Um, just as long as little hedgehog man gets to speak, he'll uh, he'll spring for the stage. I mean, the whole thing <laughs> makes total sense. So there's a little bit of unrest though in the ranks because the punters are getting a bit sus on Crackers yeah, Kelly and Clive. This, yeah. They're saying they're you know they're controlled opposition, that they're Liberal Party shills, mm-hmm. and this has led to a bit of division in the ranks. Uh-huh. Who are the UAP sending their preferences to? We talked about this earlier. Well, mm-hmm. as we discussed, it has to be a major party. Eventually, your preference will wind up in the hands of a major if you do yep. a formal vote or mm-hmm. an independent or whoever it is. It's basically running who's going to have 
have a chance of winning. That's how preferencing fucking works. And it's the person you put last that speaks volumes, but no one's asking that fucking question because they don't know how to articulate it. They're fucking stupid. They don't understand the concept of preferential voting, and they are furious at the idea that you barely understand elections. They really don't. They really don't. Do they actually want Labour in government? Look, I'm more than happy for the UAP to preference Labour with all the money they're throwing behind it, and making cookers vote Labour just warms my heart. Seeing Albo go up there and say, I'd like to thank Craig Kelly for my fucking, you know, reign. But, like, they want Ricardo Bosi to become the fascist dictator of Australia. This is the case. You cannot please these people, which is a lesson that Crackers is about to learn the hard way. He was apparently heckled by the crowd during his speech, and he's losing favour with them because they want Bosi. They do not want Kelly. And someone even threw an egg at him. Missed. Look, basically, he's made a massive fuck up. Do not stick your dick in the movement. You will get chlamydia. Matthew Lawson will make sure of that. Just don't do it. It's just... And, but it is fun. It's fun watching this whole thing turn to shit. It really is. So the unwashed plague rats went down to the ABC studios in South Bank, where I actually went there once with my sister to do the Q&A recording. It was great. What they were chanting is, tell the truth. Now, tell the truth in these idiots' minds is just say what I want to hear, which is, let's face it, actual disinformation. Yeah, these yeah. people are literally fueled by disinformation, easily disproven disinformation. That's right. It's just so hard seeing them use the word truth and not like sort of with their fingers crossed behind their back. These idiots would not know truth if it's fucking if it vaccinated them for Christ's sake. So look, <laughs> there was a counter protest from CAF, which got a few numbers and they did their thing. There's some videos and stuff, whatever. I mean, look, it's cute, but like unless you drum lefties up with this fear of God that Bosey's actually gonna become the fascist dictator of the world, eh, no one really cares. But <laughs> bless them for turning up. It's nice. It's nice to see at least yeah. some sort of kickback. So, of course, the Melbourne rallies are super spreader events and have so far been linked to 39 cases with 14 in attendance. This, of course, is a fraction of the I'd real suggest, number. Yeah, I'd suggest that number's pretty low. They don't get tested. That's and they, right. They post all this content on social media about how they feel a bit sick, but it couldn't be COVID. I mean, there's just no way. Not so less instead, the mist. Not less the mist. mist being sprayed up. <laughs> They're sticking with it. They keep on saying it. They reckon it's the mist. But the yeah. mist is contagious. But that... So, so it's COVID, but it's not. The mist is pretty bad, you know, because the government is bad and yeah, the mist is bad. Yeah. And a, but it's actually not so bad as well. It's just like a cold. No. So Matt Lawson, one of my favourite people on the planet, God, he's such just a fuck just eat some fruit. He filmed himself explaining how he'd been sick for two weeks, but actually felt fucking great. Oh, it's good. just that he couldn't breathe because it was cold. <laughs> Have you ever been so cold right. you couldn't breathe? Like, I don't know. And like Lance suggested that like we don't understand Melbourne weather. I'm like, mate, that's pretty funny. I mean, like, <laughs> I have been cold before, but bless his heart for standing up for his hometown. I, the, but he's boy. great. He feels great. He just he, can't breathe. He just can't breathe. He just can't breathe. <laughs> I wonder all, what that could possibly that be. In tip-top shape. What could that possibly be? So <laughs> this is the bizarre thing with these people who are getting COVID and battling it in their homes, making all this content, but waiting for it to pass over, going out into public, of course, joining the 99% survival rate they love to talk about, which is, you know, it is a 99% survival rate. It's not 99.9 like they like to say because they're fucking morons, but like, <laughs> let's face it, they think that 800,000 people turn up to their protest. Well done them. You survived COVID. But the bizarre thing is, if you simply went and got a test, you get an actual vaccine exemption, like an actual one, not a Dr. Mark Hobart one, an actual vaccine <laughs> exemption. If you get COVID, you get an exemption. Yeah. Go and get tested, get your exemption. Though. These fucking morons. So I always thought it'd be super annoying to see these people in the movement getting COVID because they're going to gloat about how the horse pace cured them and it's just a cold. Layla Melky's doing that. She's like, look at me, I'm cold. doing great. Oh, look how hot I am. Life is great. But you know, the whole 
it's just a cold thing is just like totally taking second place to the fact that they're just denying having it at all. It's ridiculous. And I feel great, but I just can't breathe. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's just it's cold. It's cold. So you know, it's, it's Melbourne weather. It's Melbourne weather. I love you, Lance. So then, of course, they just go to protest. And what do they do? Go shopping. Like they're probably there basically just breathing mm. on bar staff for fun. They're just shit people. It's really really annoying so yeah. the numbers were a bit small this weekend but let's face it half of them have COVID and probably staying home <laughs> but it's also been three weeks in a row it's time for a break but look I still think the numbers yeah. were good the estimate from police was something like eight to ten thousand or something that's so many people why are they such ingrates like calf would have got what like three and that's still good you know the kids turned up why have they got these wild ideas of what a good protest is ten thousand people's a shitload but Fucking- the, the, this is part of the whole mathematics trickery that's just going to confound them because when we get to an election 8,000 people is sweet fuck all I mean basically it's 8% of one electorate of the 151 in the Australian (laughs) Federal Parliament you know so so this is yeah they are in for a hell of a shock and most most people of course vote in safe seats so seats that don't swing so so really it probably comes down to about 15 only 15 20 seats if you're going to have a change of government and where they're going to swing to so that's you know one seventh of the electorate Electorate and basically, if you've only got eight thousand coming to your going to your turnouts, and and it's about the same thing in Sydney, that's not a political force. You can no. forget all about that. No, that's why they want fascism. Honestly, they hate yeah. democracy. Well, they're, they're going to want it more after the next federal election because they look at their votes. Yeah. you know whether they turn up at UAP or One Nation or whoever they turn up with, and go, man, how come we're we're sixth on the list behind behind the guy from oh. you know Animal Liberation? Party? You know, yeah. you just know that it's going to be electoral fraud claims all day long. Yeah, 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 yeah the whole be. thing yeah, electoral fraud, and they'll say, look, eight hundred thousand people turn up to the rally. But only yeah. 20,000 people voted for our parties. Yeah. Well, it must be rigged. Get me get me Sydney Powell on the phone. Yes, 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 yes. Call <laughs> Linwood and have him come over. So basically, December was always going to be an interesting month because Monica Smith's appeal to the international community to hold SOS protests for Australia on December the 4th. Yeah. Peace this week. Disgrace. Peace week. A handful of people turned up in London at the High Commission of Australia, otherwise known as Australia House. I had to Google it. And the usual dopey signs were there about dictator Dan and something, something, jab children, something, something, indigenous people, all just complete fucking nonsense. Mm. A few people made these shoddy videos, including this MEP from Germany sending solidarity and blah, blah, blah. We still don't care. If you look up Australia has fallen on Twitter, it's just a whole bunch of picture of cats. Like, it just, no one gives a fuck. Yeah, but they don't do it for it's us. It's just they a whole pile of nothing. Except look. to say that, you know, there should just be, you know, a round of condemnation for Smith, who's all A hundred percent. You know, this is this is the least patriotic thing you can do. hundred percent. hundred percent. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, you really don't get to be this patriot truth movement that wanks on about Anzacs mm. when you're literally trying to get the international community to fuck Australia over. You morons are dangerous and stupid. But speaking of dangerous and stupid, Finland, of all places, did hold a little SOS they protest. Did. I saw that. Don't know why. They had some speeches. A woman played the didgeridoo, which is hey. a bit of an interesting hey, that's- uh, choice. That's cool. Look, we don't want to get into the whole gender uh, gender business there, but uh, Indigenous uh, culture says that's a bit of a no-no job. Just Google it, you morons. But yeah. look, you know, don't worry. Finland's very progressive, and it's not about us. It's about them. 
that's exactly how this all works. It is about them. Well, Maybe a hundred or so. If you're going to appropriate a culture, do it properly. Do it sensitively. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. So look, yeah, a hundred or so people. I, I flicked through the badly shot footage. It was cringy as fuck. But what do you expect? I mean, come on. So one thing that is really getting under my dick is the presence of Andy Nolch in the movement. I cannot handle this. If they want to own the libs, I am the lib that they're owning right now. Because the movement's always been a refuge for these toxic attention seekers who are not accepted anywhere else. And Nolch is 110% that. So he's the infamous fuckhead who drew a giant dick on the memorial of stand-up comedian Eurydice Dixon, who was brutally murdered in Melbourne. The entire, everything about this sucks. His 4chan-addled brain saw it as a men's rights issue and decided to face the memorial and try and gain some sort of weird, nasty clout from it. He went yes. to jail for this, and the judge told him he was a cunt. And this is the thing, though. He got his clout, and now he's notorious for it. This was his plan all along, surely. It makes total sense. Neil Erickson actual Nazi, called them some kind of Banksy. Nolch has now cozied up to the Nazis in a serious way, probably because the only people that have a fucking bar of him, my daddy's got many friends left otherwise, (laughs) and he's now implanting himself in the movement. He's at that ridiculous protest at Government House where they're trying to convince the governor of Victoria, Linda DeSalle, not to give the bill assent. That's really, really stupid for many, many reasons. I don't understand how politics works, it's how parliaments work, how laws are made, you fucking idiots. So Nolch is making his presence felt, and so far, nobody has said jack shit about it. I mean, no self-respecting, decent no. movement would accept a piece of shit like this into their ranks. The Nazis would, of course, but let's not talk about no. their, their processes of recruitment. But the anti-everything types will just take in on it. They will, of course, because this is what benefits them. They just take in anyone that will sort of help them get the name out. It's ridiculous. It'll be their yeah. idea of course because agitators like Nolch are never happy until they're the star of the show and this will be their absolute fucking undoing because they will they're agents of chaos they will tear the place apart if it will get them some kind of clout so Craig Kelly who as we've said several times today is an idiot got a photo with Nolch who was wearing a hat with TU on it TU stands for The Unshackled, which is a blatant neo-Nazi news site that appears to be either working with Nolch or possibly even employing him. I'm not sure about oh, money yeah. and things like that. But he live streamed for him on the day, basically becoming the real ruction of the neo-Nazi movement. The neo-Nazi elements of this whole movement are getting so amplified and it's just bizarre there's no kickback. I mean, we do the whole lefty, hey, call out Nazis, but this is getting weird now. The fact that they are so ingrained. Brendan McKenna would be fucking struggling with this because he's calling this stuff out. He's called out Nolch on his Telegram channel, the Transparency Report, which is very much worth a follow if you're on that shitty, it shitty is, platform. Yeah. But everyone else seems so fucking cool with it. Like, you know, he's not joining our ranks. Brendan is completely pilled and bless him for it. But his movement, which he really believes has a lot to offer the world in ways of taking down the, the deep state and all the nasty things. I get that. But having to watch Nazis take over the whole thing must be fucking tearing shreds off his brain. Anyway. Yeah. I don't think anyone's taking that stuff seriously enough in the media, that is. Well, wow, Meanwhile, in WA, specifically Perth, or more specifically, Yanjaba in Perth South mm. suburbs, the principal of an independent Catholic college is uh, saying no to vaccine mandates, declaring, well, he did this earlier, he'd rather close the school than submit staff to mandatory vaccination. Clown. The principal and founder of Divine Mercy College, Adam Zydek, made that crazy claim a while back, leaving the 50 teachers at the school wondering if they were oh not going to lose their jobs. God. You know, and the admin staff and the gardeners and the cleaners. Everything. Schools are an economy. Going, well, 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 you're going to close the school? Yeah. 
well, what a genius in industrial relations he's turned out to be. Because <laughs> he's backpedaled since, no doubt noting that the eyebrows raised from the school board, the condemnation of the Catholic Archbishop of Perth, Tim Costello, and murmurs from WA's education board going, well, this seems to be a pretty extreme sort of joint here. Not great, not great. Anyway, the principal now says he'll put any teacher on staff who refuses the jab on full play, not to teach at the school. Wow. I mean, after scaring the bejesus out of parents, teachers and staff a month ago, Zydek wrote a letter to parents on November 22 that the Yanjibup school was not anti-vax. We're not anti-vax. No. Not anti-vax. No. And it would not be shutting down, you know, following up on his earlier threat. However, he doubled down on his opposition to the vaccine following discussions with other board members, which would have gone along the lines of saying, well, if we're going to close the school down, can't see any point you fucking being here either. (laughs) And the letter said in part, the college's view is it would rather close than compel a person to accept the COVID-19 vaccine against their will. Oh, profound. The letter goes on, if... To maintain our current educational offering, we are obliged to hire additional staff to replace those who won't be able to teach for all or part of next year. Those people will be offered temporary contracts only so that they do not displace our unvaccinated staff. Mm. Mm. How's that going to work with the budget, boss? Any hike to the school fees for paying teachers not to teach? Yeah. He's had more positions than the karma suits of this bloke, <laughs> and now he's going to pay teachers not to teach. Perhaps he could forego the school fees for unvaccinated teens or possibly charge parents so that their kids can go to school not to study. Anti-vaxxers genuinely are the dumbest people on earth. And in this week's famous last words segment, we have responded. We have responded to the masses who have been hitting us up all week saying, you have got to go. You have got to pick this guy out. You have got to point the finger and laugh and mock at his sorry dead ass. Joel, take it away. Yes. Basically, we love giving credit to people for giving us links and stuff. If we use them, we like to say, okay, this, this came from someone. It would take two minutes to go through the list of people who sent us this fucking link from various news channels, I've got quite a various few, sources. Yeah. So many people brought us this. I actually had something else I want to do this week, but we have to do it. We love you Has guys. Has to be done. We do this for you. Marcus fucking Lamb, American te- televangelist who founded Daystar TV, a basically 24-hour TV channel that was famous for mostly screaming God-botherers and Bible-thumpers who just took money from idiots and then, of course, moved on to the natural progression of pushing anti-vax bullshit to willing, gullible idiots who are, let's face it, walking wallets at the best of time. (laughs) Daystar claims they reach 680 million households globally in 200 countries, including in Australia on the Foxtel pay TV service. You know, I've got a Foxtel. I've never seen it. I I must have just flipped past it, but I I, I cannot remember ever seeing it. You're one of those 680 million households, and I (laughs) I just feel like Monica Smith is doing their crowd estimates. You know, it's just like, oh... A billion. I can honestly say I have never seen their stuff. Yeah, apparently it's a thing. So 
We are giving you what you wanted, relishing yes. in the COVID death of yet another anti-vaxxer piece of shit, but also an all-round toxic and shitty human being, with the exception of the fact that he was apparently kind of into Black Lives Matter, but I'm not going to go into that. I'm not going to give you credit. You can fuck yeah. off. Yeah, well, we, we might cut him a little bit of slack, but the, the point is you asked for it and here it is. That's right. Broken clock. Maybe you're right once or twice, but God damn it, I don't care. Lamb was 64 years young when he went to be with the Lord he loved so much. But sadly, Lamb might have a little bit of trouble getting into heaven because Jesus was not very fond of the rich, despite his apparent $10 million personal net worth. Daystar was worth a cool $230 million, and surely he saw a little bit of that. What was that about a camel passing through the eye of a needle? You know, how do these fucking yeah, people forget yeah, the do fact- do remember that somewhere up the back Jesus was a Bible. filthy socialist. He fucking hated the rich. How do these people just, it's ridiculous. They just, come on. So also, just as a hilarious side note, so I was looking up his net worth to do a whole, you know, because I knew he'd be rich and I wanted to give him shit about not beginning into heaven. All these net worth pages come up and I checked on one of them. Apparently, Lamb's favorite cricketer was Rohit Sharma. What? That's odd. He's a I brilliant mean, look, cricketer. Rohit Sharma is a very fine cricketer. Fine as, cricketer. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, one of uh, one of the one of the uh, one of the hardest hitting batsmen in the world I, today. I don't know how Lamb would actually come across your Robert. I Chama. just, That's what... I just don't, I just don't know. I love these anyway, websites though; they really it's a, do. It's a mystery. I think it's probably a database, a database for problem. Really, you a, can see a, how these things are totally written accident. by bots, and you're just like, okay, cool, I like it. So he while loves Marcus, Sharma. Yeah. So, so while Marcus was sick, his son Jonathan stepped in to replace him. And if you think he's any better than his dad, you are fucking mistaken. He was quoted to say, "I have no doubt in my mind this is a spiritual attack from the enemy." And that's of course because yeah. he's an idiot. Yeah. Like I mean, that's as simple as that. It's the enemy. He went on to say, fucking as, virus, you idiot. As much as my parents have gone on here to kind of inform everyone about everything going on to the pandemic and some of the ways to treat COVID, there's no what? doubt that the enemy is not happy about that and he's doing everything he can to take down my dad. That was a sentence. I wrote, I read that verbatim. I don't yeah, what's he talking about there? You think Satan, Bill Gates? Who, who do you think like he's that. got his targets there? Yeah. Ambiguity is the friend of the idiot, so I'm sure it's just one of those, you know, one size fits all dumb shit. Fuck it. Anyway, so it sounds a bit like the COVID mist that sprang at the protesters. Let's face it, the entire thing's mm. a conspiracy and he's just subject to the enemy. So Lamb spent his energies preventing people from being vaccinated and clearly believed his own bullshit because he's dead. And that's admirable. Well done, you. While there's a really good reason to believe a lot of people who push anti-vax bullshit, like Tucker Carlson, as we said, who's definitely fucking vaccinated because it's a regular, it's a, like it's a it's a condition of employment at Fox. Well, he interviews so many unvaccinated people, he need to be. Yes, that's exactly it. But you know, look, vaccinated shit stirrers. He put his money where his mouth is, or at least his respiratory system. Poor old yeah. Marcus. He Put was mates with the one and only Mr. Measles, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., and he used his platform to platform the fuckhead anti-vax bullshit artist to mm. millions of people. It is That's a right. genuinely good thing that he's dead. He would also routinely platform Sherry Tenpenny, Disinformation yes, Dozen, Del Bigtree, Disinformation Dozen, and just... Basically, just push bad things. He pushed ivermectin. He pushed hydroxychloroquine. And apparently, he sucked down a ton of this during his dying moments. He was all about the horse pace. His wife said in that sort of cute term, he had tried alternative treatments, but they didn't work, Marky Mark, because now you're dead. What were his famous last words? Just an enormous ivermectin fart job. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I like the idea his last words was, no! (laughs) So we're not meant to relish in the deaths of anti-vaccine in this segment. We kind of, yeah, not much. 
Every now and then. Every now and then. Well, this is a now and then because this is a massive exemption. Yes. Televangelists are scum of the earth at the best of times. Pair that with anti-vax disinformation and you've got yourself a real piece of shit. God took you down, old boy, and rightly so because God sent you a vaccine and you decided not only to shun it but tell others to do the same. That's the difference. See, you don't. it doesn't really matter if you don't take the vaccine. No, We're not yeah. sort of going to go after you for doing that, but if you tell other people not to do it, yeah, God and us are going to come at you. Absolutely, and that's what happened. You were a menace in life, and I don't doubt for a second your shitty son will be a menace in the wake of your death. You have left the planet a worse place for being on it, and you will not be missed. So... Sayonara, big fella. Sayonara, big fella. See you later. Yeah, you better hope God is a forgiving God or you're in a spot of bother, son. Yeah. See you around like a wrist Get fucked. Out with the old, in with the new. The new in this case being Pete, who hardly looks new. He's looking all of his 63 years, to be honest. What's that you say, Joel? He's only 48? Yes, of course. Crikey. I'm putting the early onset of ageing down to the fact he has big weeks. Big. Not just big, but huge. And he's just had another huge one. Humongous even. And Joel's here to tell us all about it in the week in Pete Evans. It has been a huge week in Pete Evans, but apparently a bit of a slow news week. So Pete's back in the press. That was huge. Huge but slow. Yes, slow. slow. Hugely slow. Well, yeah, any excuse to chuck him in the chuck him in the tabloids. So apparently it's newsworthy that Pete went for a swim in Bondi. What a wow. fucking world we live in. But yeah. Journalism isn't yeah, dead, yeah. it's just what sleeping. A, what, a, what a time to be alive. Yeah, truly. So I found the article on his Telegram channel alongside the fairly juvenile quote, when fake news labels you a disgrace, it's a badge of honour. Yeah, Pete, keep telling yourself that, mate. <laughs> it's not so much a news story, it's just a blatant excuse to sink the slipper and throw in the elbow on the disgrace former cook. The headline goes, Disgraced celebrity chef Pete Evans comes out of hiding and reveals his greying mohawk and beard as he heads for a surf at Bondi Beach after spreading his wacky anti-vax conspiracies. <laughs> he can't be happy with that. That is such a big headline too. Like, that's like a paragraph. <laughs> so they go on to claim he was looking rather gaunt, which he would absolutely <laughs> hate because, you know, food is medicine, Pete. So, like, why aren't you eating some? Why are you looking so gaunt, champ? Eat some more. Eat some more. Yeah, just Look eat at some- you, your skin and bone, man. Just eat some fruit, champ. So another hilarious paragraph in this utterly pointless article is, seemingly lost in thought, a furrow-browed Pete tucked his surfboard under one arm and began pacing down the shoreline towards a rocky walkway. Okay. Keep walking. I can tell you, though, he's definitely lost in thought. His Telegram channel has been on absolute fire recently. Pete is alternating between, "Uh, uh, I told you so, with the new variants and the boosters, and just, of course, (laughs) utter paralyzing fear and disinformation and platitudes and nonsense. Apparently, the economic system is being replaced by the elite. I don't know why. Billionaires are barely taxed, have nothing to worry about. They basically live above the law and all because of people like Rand Paul, who Pete shared this week and really likes. (laughs) Why would you change this system? Everything is peachy. But they're doing it, I guess, to, you know, give Pete content. I mean, you know, he needs something to write the punters. So according to the gun journal at the Daily Mail, quote, Pete cautiously made his way up the path barefoot, trying his hardest not to cut himself on the craggy landscape. Now, craggy, (laughs) that rang a bell for me, and that's really sad. I should not know this. But the Daily Mail loves the word craggy. I looked up craggy Pete Evans. Turns out describing Pete is a craggy enterprise. They call him a (laughs) craggy-faced conspiracy theorist in May. It's not even the same writer. They just love saying craggy. They just love 
him he being dead. craggy. Look, I gotta, I gotta say, he does look a bit craggy. He is a bit craggy. And he was obviously wandering around on on the shoreline that is a bit craggy. And um, yeah, I could just say, well, okay, guys, yeah, you know, bring up that thesaurus dot com, give that a go. But I'm still liking it. There's I'm some crag. There's some crag in this. So it looks like crag. the gaunt, craggy face conspiracy theorist spotted the snapper and flashed a huge smile for the camera. He's looking directly at it with this giant smile of. Yes, I'm back in the magazines. But, of course, they also mocked his greying mohawk because, I mean, why not? Like, may as well give him shit about it, I suppose. (laughs) It's weird. But for Pete, this is just another week. He knows he made himself a target when he started sharing insane shit on social media, proudly promoting Nazi memes and Holocaust denial statements. But this has got to cut him deeply. He didn't know about them. Oh, no, he doesn't even know what a neo-Nazi is. Let's face it. He had to look it up on Google. Yes, he did. Yes, yes, he did. Nazis, I think I know what that means. What's Neo? What what, what would that mean? Tell you what else he should look up. Malignant narcissist. Because that is absolutely (laughs) what he is. And the idea of being a craggy-faced, gaunt conspiracy theorist is going to be tearing him up. So what he does is he posts the pain away. With a graying mohawk. Exactly. Exactly. He's like, even his choices suck. But this is one of the biggest posting weeks of all time. I really think that he's trying to distract himself from the situation because apparently the Omicron variant is a distraction from the Maxwell case because everyone in involved in it is a democrat what a hot take and of course as usual bullshit about COVID being a hoax and blah 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 but the content he shares is so tiring like just awful no wonder he's gaunt i'm tired just watching it funny 10 minutes before you start recording so pete i'm just gonna say this eat some fruit for once i love a bit of keto but i think you've taken a bit far and maybe take a week off social media Get a banana. The doom scrolling has just got you a bit gaunt. But no, yeah. you ruined your life to shit post and you will die on this hill. All power to you, Pete. Crag on, mate. Fake news. They're just jealous of you. You are amazing. You're smart. You're brilliant. Everyone loves you. You know things other people don't. They want to cut you down because you just shine too bright. Now, Pete, say that five times in the mirror every morning and you'll be fine. But also... Pete, yeah, go eat a mango. Go eat a mango. Craggy Pete. Craggy and you have been listening Pete. to the Conditional Release Program with your host, Jack the Insider, and Joel Hill. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. And if you've enjoyed our bullshit, throw us a five-star review on your podcast app. Jack can be found on Twitter on at Jack the Insider and Joel on at Crunchy Moses with a K. We set up a Facebook page you can find fairly easily. Now, promoting a podcast is easier said than done. So if you'd share this episode or a past episode that you especially enjoyed on social media, we'll be eternally grateful. We will. And the Patreon is up and running and we ask listeners to consider throwing a few dollars our way for as little as five subs a month you'll have access to all sorts of bonus content and if you give us enough money you can watch us record the damn show and we promise that if we reach a thousand patrons we'll finally deal with a huge nazi presence in our audience we know you're there boys thanks for listening so join up at patreon.com slash the conditional release program and finally all feedback tips and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com we would love to hear from you even if it's simply to release a kraken upon us a real <laughs> kraken this time a big fucking ugly kraken that could eat us alive until we all realize that krakens don't exist and we're going to sue you all for billions good see you listeners thanks guys see you next time